back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Highlight cut courtesy of the Longhorn Sports Network from Learfield. Craig Way, Roger Wallace with the call. Those guys uh, will be in Waco on Saturday as Baylor takes on Texas. 111th meeting all time between those two. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. Pleased to welcome in the voice of the Longhorns. Our good friend Craig Way joins us now. And Craig, 111 meetings. Uh, We've only played TCU longer than that. That's wild, isn't it, to think about the history between these two schools. You know, uh, what wasn't lost on me, J-Mo, was that uh, at Coach Aranda's news conference the other day when somebody mentioned that Jerry Hill was at the first one. Yeah, uh, right. and, and our good friend Jerry, of course, who and, and you know the, you know the story, Jerry and I went to college together in North, North Texas. Texas, right. He was, uh, he was the sports editor of the North Texas Daily, and I was the sports director at KNGU, and we shared a couple of plane flights together as <laughs> neophytes uh, learning, uh, learning our – craft and our trade back in the early 80s so he's been a friend for a long time that's great and to set the record straight jerry was not there at the first (laughs) meeting 111 years ago if we need to make that point hey looking forward to it both teams coming off an open date what do you feel like the benefits from a texas perspective uh were uh provided by the open date last week well one thing for sure john they had to get some guys healthy josh thompson had been banged up uh, DeMarvian Overshone had sustained a concussion, and, uh, and he was still a little bit you know, slow. It was, it was good to see him come back and be able to play against Oklahoma State. But there were lots of bumps and bruises and guys banged up. So it was, it was good that, uh, that they had that time to do it. I think the other thing is to kind of do a step back and do some evaluation. because, And I think Coach Aranda put it very well in his news conference when he talked about how Texas had gotten off to quick starts, and that's clear. I mean, they were up 28-7 early second quarter against Oklahoma. They were up 17-3 with a ball at the Oklahoma State 20-yard line and in position to get a commanding lead in that and had a pick six, turn the game completely around. They had two or three key moments in each of those games that turned the game totally around. And what Sark talked about during uh, the bye week and what they've been working on, I think, this week as well, is trying to reverse the mental side of that about making sure that things don't continue to spiral downhill and get out of control if you have a play or two go against you to stay the course and continue to do the things that work well and continue to, to do them well and not just hope that they go well or or start thinking about what could go wrong. So I think there was a lot of the mental side of it that went into the practices during the open day week and even through this part of this week. You know, part of that is uh, Texas has the firepower to build those leads early. Like you said, 28-7 over Oklahoma. I mean, that's a big lead in the second quarter. That's a lot of points in the first half. There's a lot of firepower on this offense. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, one of the one of the things, and again, I'll refer to something Coach Aranda referred to as well, maybe the most consistent part of their game all season long has been their special teams, whether it be in the uh, kick return game with Deshaun Jamison. Uh, Cameron Dicker has not only done an outstanding job with, with field goals with place kicking, his punts have been tremendous, and he just started punting this year. Uh, after being a place kicker the prior three years, and now he's doing both, and they've been able to get inside and block punts. They blocked three punts this year, including one that set up a touchdown against Oklahoma, including one that went for a safety against Rice. So they've been, they've been able to do that as well. Well, it's, it's about getting, as you know, all three elements of the game together. And at times, 
all three have looked good, especially early in games. But it's been down the stretch of games, in the second half and and, uh, in the fourth quarter in specific, that things have kind of unraveled on the defensive end and, yes, on the offensive side, too, when they've been stymied. And those are the things I think they've been working on. Greg Way, our guest, voice of the Texas Longhorns, Baylor in Texas, Saturday at McLean Stadium. What... uh... You know, you and I have known each other. We've been friends for a long time. I hate I hate to see Texas go. We talked about the rivalry. I really hate to see you guys go, but that decision's been made. You're headed to the SEC. Um, what, what's it been like for you going through, working through this? Uh, it is kind of uh, it's strange and a bit sad and melancholy from that perspective. As you mentioned, uh, John, we've known each other a long time and then friends a long time. And, and it's the same, all, both of us, both of us, I think, are pretty close with all of the broadcasters in the Big 12. We, we have a group text that we have a lot of fun with. And, and, uh, and, and we have dinner before the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. And, and, and I know that, that there's great guys in the SEC as well. I know several of them, in fact. But, uh, but you know, uh, they say the best friends are old friends. And I know I'm, I'm going to miss seeing you guys. Well, obviously, we'll stay friends, but I'm still going to miss seeing you guys. When, when I'm not around you. So that's kind of what's gone through my mind a little bit. But the other thing that, that has gone through my mind is the fact that, uh, you know, this was, this was kind of moving in this direction or had been from what I'm told for, for some time. And for whatever Bob Bowlesby has said about being uh, blindsided by it all, I think there were some warning signs out there with regard to television rights and all that other kind of stuff that's well beyond both of our pay grades. And, and, uh, and, and so it's been strange. There's no doubt. It's, it, it's been strange. And, and I'm one of those people who hopes that, you know, I, even though what's going to happen is going to happen and it is inevitable, I'm, I'm hoping we can stick around and have some fun with it a little while longer anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. But you understand uh, McLean Stadium is probably going to be packed this Saturday, and our fans are going to be super amped up to, uh, to try to get a win over Texas in what could be, I mean, we don't know, but it could be Texas' final uh, trip into McLean Stadium. Absolutely. And, um, I, you know, I, I would expect nothing less. They get, you know, they historically, as you know, John, and we talked about this, got gotten pretty amped up when Texas comes to town sure. anyway, right, regardless right. of that. And that's what 110 prior meetings will do. <laughs> it'll, it'll build up that kind of anticipation and, and rivalry and all those kinds of things. And it's only 100 miles up the road. So there's the, all of that, I think, feeds into i'm i'm hoping that it's that uh, like i said there will be future meetings in all sports uh, uh i know that uh, uh coach rod there uh has talked about the possibility he's good friends with david pierce uh the baseball coach here in austin and that they hope some things can continue hopefully it can go with uh, both men's and women's basketball when it goes beyond that as well i i, I would cherish the opportunity to continue to be able to call games and in matchups between Texas and Baylor. I think it's been been good for both institutions. I, I hope it continues. Uh, we'll obviously see how it plays out down the road, but you're right. I, I would expect nothing less of loyal Bear fans than to be very, very amped up and excited about this matchup Saturday. Yeah, I got you. You understand that. I, I know you do. All right, oh, look, yeah. looking forward to it. And, and what do you think is a real key? Uh, you know, the, the running game for Baylor has been really good, you know, kind of a two-headed monster with Abram Smith and Treston Ebner. And for you guys, the running game has been really good with Bijan Robinson. I, I just think the, the running backs, maybe the running game or stopping the run game for both teams is going to be a real key. 
could not agree more. And Baylor has been better at stopping the run than Texas in in the losses to Oklahoma and Arkansas. And uh, the, you know the Longhorns gave up uh, over 300 rushing yards. They gave up a bunch of rushing yards in the fourth quarter to Oklahoma State. 113 alone to Jalen Warren in that fourth quarter when the Cowboys completed the climb back up the hill. And that's something else they've had to work on is trying to be better against the run. And they've given up some deep passes as well. I think the Longhorns will try to run the ball, but they also know they've got to be a little more versatile if the run begins to bog down. And that's what happened in both the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State games is once the running game bogged down in the uh, mid to late third quarter and then on into the fourth quarter, there was there was some hesitancy to really open it up or at least have some more versatility within the offensive framework other than just throwing deep balls. And that's something that Sark said they've they've worked to try to get better at it and make sure the players are more confident in a lot of those uh, routes and a lot of those things that they call from there. So I agree with you. I think establishing the run game and who can stop it is probably going to be really critical to the outcome of this one. And I do think we have the two best returners hmm. in the Big 12 Conference in, in uh, going mano a mano in, in Ebner and Jamison. So that should make for a fun day. Yeah, it should be fun all the way around. And you guys are used to that 11 a.m. kick, aren't you? <laughs> it's nothing five new for you. Row, oh, J-Mo, my gosh. Five in a row. And, and there's no reason to think it's going to change next week when they go to Ames. I know. Depending on some of the other matchups. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's wild. Hey, let me switch gears. Uh, Chris Beard has uh, really lit a fire under, Baylor, under uh, Texas basketball, has yeah, in fact, if, if there's a little breeze coming in the phones, because I just stepped out of the practice facility. Oh, nice. I've, been uh-huh. at, I've been at basketball practice this afternoon. Fans are, are very excited, uh, you know, welcoming him home. He was a student manager, manager here uh, when Tom Penders was the coach in the 90s. And uh, he has – He there has not been a fraternity or a sorority uh, organization or a civic organization that he has not met with and is trying to also ensure the fact that students are coming out for this final year. The uh, season tickets are uh, approaching an all-time high, uh, near 9,000 wow. season tickets for what will be, as you know, the final year in the Frank Irwin Center before they move into the sparkling new Moody Center, uh, which is just uh, between the Irwin Center and uh, Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium, which opens. It's actually officially going to open in the spring, but the first basketball season will be next year. So one more year in the old Superdrome before they move up the street. Wow. A lot of memories there in the Superdrome <laughs> going yeah. back to 1977 also. Pat Nunley played in the Superdrome, so uh, that <laughs> that's going back and uh, progress just moves on. Hey, man, it's great to talk to you. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. And uh, thanks for your time this afternoon. Anytime, J-Mo. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday morning. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns.